God bless you this morning. Delighted for those of you that are with us today, and uh, may God richly bless you. I want to turn to Judges chapter 6, and we're going to read some verses of Scripture today from Judges chapter 6. Those of you that brave the elements, may God richly bless you, and those of you that are sitting at home today, God bless you too. Hey man, this uh, internet thing, this live stream thing is absolutely incredible. Uh, yesterday evening, after late afternoon, we're sitting around our house, and uh, Debbie's going, "Wow, man! You know, Brooklyn is in second get, second grade. Her granddaughter, she's got a basketball game. It'd be really great if we could watch the basketball game. You know, she doesn't play in the NBA, okay? But it's like if we could watch the game. So guess what? We found the game on Facebook Live." And we were able to, to watch that and airplay it on our, on our television. And uh, we said, man, technology is really cool. And so today, because of tech, via technology, if you're not here and in person, that you're able to watch us today online. And we certainly uh, appreciate that. And, and this opportunity just, just, just to share the good news with you today. And uh, we know it's, it's cold, it's frigid. It's uh, been below zero last night. It's, it's one or two degrees right now or whatever it is, zero or something right now. But, but uh, thank, thank the Lord that, that we're able to meet you in person or online today. Judges chapter 6 says this, verse number 28. It says, early the next morning, as the people of the town began to stir, someone discovered that the altar of Baal had been broken down and that the Asherah pole beside it had been cut down. And in their place there was a new altar that had been built, and on it were the remains of the bull that had been sacrificed. And the people said to each other, Who did this? And after asking around and making a careful search, they learned that it was Gideon, the son of Joash. Bring out your son, the men of the town demanded of Joash. He must die for destroying the altar of Baal and for cutting down the Asherah pole. But Joash shouted to the mob that confronted him, Are you defending Baal? Will you argue his case? Whoever pleads his case will be put to death by morning. If Baal truly is a god, let him defend himself and destroy the one who broke down the altar. We've been talking to you about discipleship. And discipleship is a journey. It, it would be terrible to plan a journey and uh, to never go anywhere, okay? There are people that talk about going on journeys. I, I've, I've known people before. They said, listen, one of these days, we're going to be retired. And when we retire, we're going to go on a journey. We're, we're going to go here. We're going to go there. It's going to be wonderful. You know what I told them? You're a you're liar, liar, pants on fire. You've never gone on one journey. And so you're telling me that one of these days when you're 60 or 65 or 70, then you're going to go on a journey. Listen, we, we all, we have many journeys in life. Last year, Debbie and I planned a journey. And it was a cruise, all right? And, and it was for our anniversary, Frank. And those dirty, rotten ra rascals canceled that thing on us. And so we said, well, there's always next year, okay? And so we planned another time. We planned another cruise for, for this April. And you'll never guess what happened. They canceled that one on us too. It, it, it would be terrible 
to plan a journey and never go anywhere. Discipleship is a journey. And, and, and every one of us, I believe, wants to do something for God. Every one of us wants to have that journey of faith in our walk in relationship with Jesus Christ because Christ has saved us for more than church membership. Jesus Christ has saved us to glory and honor God and then also to spiritually reproduce ourselves. You say, how, how is that possible? It's possible whenever we tell people our story. We say, hey, listen, let me tell you what Jesus Christ did in my life. Let me tell, the, tell you the difference that one day Jesus Christ passed my way. And because of him, I received Christ as my personal Savior. And in an instant, he changed everything. I want to talk to you about this, first of all, first of all this morning. Your faith in God will change the destiny of your family. In our recent Bible study in Judges chapter 6, we find the nation of Israel had been oppressed by an enemy for seven years. And God called a former, a former pagan worshiper by the name of Gideon to lead the transformation in Israel. Gideon's father had been a pagan worshiper. Gideon's father, in fact, his name was Joash. He owned, the, the Bible says that, that it was his altar. The Bible says that he held the elements for, for the worship of Baal. God told Gideon to sacrifice the, the bull that his father had designated and set aside to be sacrificed to Baal. So he came from a line of pagan worshipers, if you will. I know he was a Jew. He was a Hebrew. He was an Israelite. Because, but they got involved in this pagan worship. And God called a former pagan worshiper, Gideon, to do his will and to lead a mighty revival in the nation of Israel. And here was Gideon. He followed all of God's request. He broke down the altar of Baal. He cut down the Asherah pole. He built a new altar to the Lord. He sacrificed his father's bull, which had been dedicated and intent to be sacrificed to Baal. He was completely obedient to everything God asked him to do. You say, Pastor Bob, I'm not having a lot of success in my life. I'm having a lot of problems in my life. Have you been obedient to everything that God has asked you to do? Have you been obedient to the commandments and the instructions of God? You say, Pastor Bob, if I obey the Ten Commandments, Will my life be perfect? I'm not saying that. I'm saying this, that if we will be obedient unto God, that I believe God will open the windows of heaven and God will give us strength and the Holy Spirit will empower us and as our day, so will our strength be, that God will be with us. And Gideon dedicated himself and everything to the Lord. And so the devil got mad. He stirred up the people against Gideon. All the townspeople got mad when they saw that Gideon had torn down the altar and the idols of Baal. And the people came out and threatened to kill Gideon for destroying their pagan worship. And they demanded that Gideon's father turn Gideon over to them so that they might execute him. Satan will always try to stop the plans of God. If you're involved in a ministry, 
If you're involved in sharing your faith, if you're involved in, in leading other people to Christ, the devil will try to do everything that he can to intimidate you, to bring fear, to get you to stop, to get you to shut up. And that's exactly what he did to Gideon. You see, in the past, I've already told you, Gideon's father had been a leader in the worship of Baal. But in this instant, Joash saw the boldness of his son. Joash saw that his son had dedicated himself to God. Know this, the first convert in Gideon's ministry was his father. All right? There's a lot of us and we're praying for our parents. There's a lot of us we're praying for our children. Don't lose faith. There are some of us, and we're praying for our brothers and sisters, don't lose, lose faith. Continue to be an example before them. Continue to do the will of God before them. And I believe that one of these days, that like Gideon, you'll see your father recognize the power of God, that you'll recognize your family members, that they will come to the Lord. Joash saw the boldness of Gideon, and then Joash turned his heart over to God. He accepted God. He stood with Gideon. All the people were standing against Gideon, but Joash took a stand and he declared the glory and the power and the majesty of God. He denounced the worship of Baal as a powerless idol. Your walk and relationship with God will mean everything to your family. All right? Your walk and your relationship will be instrumental in the lives of your children or your parents or your siblings or your friends because other people are watching you. Other people are seeing how that your life is being influenced and impacted by the things of God and by Jesus Christ. Sometimes we see the results immediately and sometimes it takes years to see the results. All right. We prayed for my father. My father was away from the Lord for 18 years. We prayed for 18 years for my father to return to Jesus Christ. He had, he had backslidden. All right. We prayed for him for 18 years. Katina, I didn't know if God was ever was even listening. But we kept praying. We kept talking to God. And after 18 years, he came back. There's some of you, you've been praying for your children. There are some of you, you've been praying for your friends or your loved ones, and sometimes we get a little bit discouraged. Sometimes we see the results immediately, and sometimes it takes years. But your influence and your impact will be dynamic if you will keep the faith and walk with Jesus Christ. Gideon's faith in God changed the destiny of his family. Judges chapter 6, verse 33. Soon afterward, the armies of Midian, Amalek, and the people of the east, they formed an alliance against Israel. They crossed the Jordan, camping in the valley of Jezreel. And then the Spirit of the Lord clothed Gideon with power. He blew a ram's horn as a call to arms, and the men of the clan of Ebezer came to him. He also sent messengers throughout Manasseh, Asher, Zebulun, and Naphtali, summoning their warriors, and all of them responded. Secondly, ordinary people full of the Holy Ghost 
are going to change things. They're going to shake things up. Ordinary people full of the power of God will impact other people. It'll start with their family, and then they'll also impact all kinds of people around about him. The enemy intensified his assault, or it's his, his assault on the nation of Israel. Listen, some days before, before things get better, they get worse, okay? You say, Pastor Bob, I'm really trying to do the best I can. I'm trying to come to church. I'm trying to live for God. I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to help come and work on the church. And it seems like the devil is intensifying his efforts against me. Know this, that if the devil is intensifying, if the devil's turning it up a notch against you, you must be doing something right. Otherwise, he wouldn't even be trying to stop you. Okay? But the devil intensified his efforts against Gideon and against Israel. The devil said this, I'll show Gideon for tearing down my altar. I'll show the people that they can't trust in Gideon because I'm going to send more, more enemies to attack them. And so the enemy enlisted its allies against Israel. But here was Gideon. He continued to obey God. And when he obeyed God, the scripture says this, the, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit fell upon Gideon. The attack seemed great, but Gideon's faith was greater. The attack seemed great, but here's what Gideon's faith did. It inspired other people. Hey, you are, you are an important person. Other individuals are watching you. They're checking you out. If you take a stand and say, hey, I'm a Christian, other people are watching you. They're looking at you. And so others, other individuals saw the boldness of Gideon. His neighbors began to talk about Gideon. His neighbors began to talk about the boldness of Gideon. His neighbors didn't talk about the enemies, but his neighbors began to talk about the glory of God. His enemies didn't run for cover, but his enemies began to talk about what God was doing. He was making an impact. He was full of the Holy Ghost. He was making an impact on his neighbors. His faith, get this, his faith encouraged the discouraged. Okay? It lifted other people. They'd been despondent. It lifted other people when they saw his faith, okay? This morning when we're driving to church, it's zero. It's snowing, okay? <laughs> it's miserable. We're hoping the car doesn't slide off in the ditch or something like that. It's just like, no, we're just going to press on it. We're going to have church. We'll have church online, if nothing else, today, okay? We're just going to keep pressing. Sometimes we got to give ourselves a little pep talk. We say, listen, in spite of it, in spite of it all, we're going to keep pressing on. In spite of the fact that the enemy is throwing every attack and every assault on us, we're going to keep pressing on because it's influential in our family. It's making an impact in my family's life, and also it's making an impact in other people's life all around about me. And so I, I want to make a difference. His faith encouraged the discouraged. The news about Gideon and his faith began to spread from house to house, from neighborhood to neighborhood, from city to city, and all across the nation of Israel. These guys, for seven years, had been scared out of their wits, but they finally saw a champion. 
They finally saw someone that was standing for God. God is calling us for more than fear. And that's what discipleship is all about. God is calling us for more than complacency. God is calling us to rise above the status quo of Christianity. You know what the status quo of Christianity is? It's like, okay, I'll come to church maybe two or three times a month. I'll throw a dollar in the offering. <laughs> that's the status quo of Christianity today. That's, that's getting the, the approval of the pastor or, or some church leaders or whatever the case may be. But, but it, it's rising above the status quo and saying, listen, I am going to impact my family I am going to impact, I'm going to be full of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to impact other people around about me. The Spirit of God came upon Gideon, and he blew the ram's horn. He sounded the battle cry, and the warriors began to assemble. They didn't even know they were warriors. Jerry, for seven years, they've been running for cover. They didn't even know they were warriors. But when they saw the faith of Gideon, when they saw that Gideon was full of the Holy Ghost, they became warriors. Their faith was elevated in God. And a great army answered the battle cry. Willing warriors came from all over Israel. Men that had been afraid in the past answered the call. You see, their, fear, their faith was turned into fearlessness. Your faith will inspire someone else. Your walk in relationship with God will inspire someone else. Your faith will change the destiny of your family. You say, that's a bold statement. I believe that it will. I've seen it happen in so many situations and, and circumstances. I've seen, I've seen individuals that, that were bound and addicted by drugs and alcohol. And they accepted Jesus Christ as their Savior. And the Lord set them free in an instant. You know, or maybe it was a process. Like I said, sometimes God works in an instant. He can, he can work in a, a miracle in an instant. And sometimes it is a process. It takes time. It might take weeks. It could take months. It could take, take years. You know, there, there was a fellow that used to come to our church and uh, the church we were part of years ago in Jefferson City. He came to church and every service he would come It'd be on Wednesday night, and he would always come on Wednesday night, he'd be drunk, you know. And uh, his wife came to my office one day, and she said, I'm going I'm to stop letting my husband come to church on Wednesday evening, because every night when he comes, he's drunk. And at the end of the service, he would come and to accept Christ, he'd, to rededicate his life to the Lord, he'd be drunk at the altar, and we would go pray for him. And she told me, she said, I'm going to tell him to stop doing that, because it's embarrassing me. And I told her, I said, no, let him come. Let him come every single week. And I don't care. <laughs> we'll, we'll pray with him. We'll ride that altar with him. And uh, eventually, the, God gave him the deliverance. And he became really the head over the whole Celebrate Recovery program in the church. Listen, sometimes, sometimes God heals and God delivers in an instant, and there are times that it takes weeks, months, years. So we're not impatient. We're loving people. We know that God is going to make a difference in people. We're encouraging people today. Our faith will change the destiny of our family. Our faith will change the destiny of our nation.
Here was Gideon, okay? And I, I want to get into this just a little bit. That Gideon, after he had experienced so much victory and so much power in his life, full of the Holy Ghost, he began to question his calling. When all the battle warriors began to assemble, Gideon began to doubt his ability to lead the people into battle. He began to say, God, maybe someone else can lead the people into battle. He began to say, God, maybe you've called someone else to be the leader. But God, I'm, I'm just not sure. Verse 36 says this, Then Gideon said to God, If you're truly going to use me to rescue Israel as you promised, prove it to me in this way. I will put a wool fleece on the threshing floor tonight. And if the fleece is wet with dew in the morning, but the ground is dry, then I will know that you're going to help me rescue Israel as you promised. And that is just what happened. And when Gideon got up early the next morning, he squeezed the fleece, he wrung out a whole bowl full of water, and then Gideon said to God, please don't be angry, angry, angry with me, but let me make one more request. Let me use the fleece for one more test. This time... Let the fleece remain dry until the ground around it is, is wet with dew. And so that night, God did as Gideon asked, and the fleece was dry in the morning, but the ground was covered with dew. Now, I know that's a lot of stuff to process, but I just want to make a few points about that. Don't let fear hold you back. Because even, you, you can be full of the Holy Ghost, you can... Feel and know that God is speaking to you directly. But there will be times when the devil tries to put this fear back on you. And say, I just don't think, I just don't think I'm the right person for the job. You know, being the pastor of a church, being a church planner, there's been a lot of times I've said, God, I just, I think, God, I think you made a mistake. I think, God, that someone else could do a lot better job. There are those of you who've been in ministry, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Or you've had some kind of a ministry. And I, I began to question, I began to second guess. And that's what Gideon began to do. He began to second guess himself. He began to second guess his actions. He began to think that maybe his actions, get this, had been a little over the top. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> maybe I shouldn't have been so bold. Maybe I shouldn't have been so enthusiastic. Maybe I just shot my mouth off. He became afraid. When he was all alone, he became afraid of what he had set in motion. And the devil tried to talk him out of it. The devil tried to slip that in feelings of inferiority and inadequacy back on Gideon. He began to think, maybe someone else would be a better leader than me. Maybe you didn't tell me to do that, God. You see, Satan will do everything that he can to beat you down. The past year, what we've been going through, there's a lot of people that's been beat down. And I've seen people that's walked back in this church and they've been beat down. You know? They don't have the same enthusiasm in their voice anymore. They've been beat down in isolation. And I understand because we want to... We, we, we want to maintain our safety. I understand that. And that's important and that's vital. But don't, when you're alone and you're isolated, don't let the devil bring feelings of inferiority and inadequacy yeah, 
and bring all that junk and garbage on you. He tried to do that even though Gideon was full of the Holy Ghost. The devil tried to do the same thing, beating him down. You see, in isolation, the devil will tell you this, you aren't worthy. You aren't saved. You aren't called. You're not full of the Holy Ghost. In isolation, fear begins to take over our entire existence is what happens. And sometimes this happens after we've been to a great church service or after we've been to camp, okay? And God has done something amazing in our life. And maybe we stood up and gave a great testimony and said, man, this year I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that for God. And then, then we got home <laughs> and the devil said, you shouldn't have said that. You shouldn't even think that because you're nothing and you're no one. And you know you're going to fall flat on your face because you've fallen flat on your face before. And you know what? That's what the, the devil, I think, get, did to Gideon. The devil told Gideon, said, listen, Last week, you were hiding. You were running. You were afraid. And you're trying to tell me that you're going to lead these warriors into battle? The devil said, no, there's no way you're going to do that. You're still the same old miserable failure that you always were. The devil will try to beat us down and get us down. He'll try to do it. Sometimes this happens. Maybe you've experienced in your life. The very same thing I'm, I'm talking to you. Gideon said, God, did you really call me to this task? I think every Christian asks himself the question sooner or later, is God really talking to me? You ever wondered that before? I've had people ask me the question before, how do I know what God's will is for my life? How do I know this is God speaking to me? Well, I think there's some things that we could, how does it line up with the word of God? You know, is it scriptural? Is it going to help someone else? Am I trying to lift up Jesus or lift up myself? Okay? And if we begin to ask ourselves those questions, I think we can find the answer. Gideon began to ask himself all those kind of questions. Sometimes the answer is simple, and sometimes we got to dig a little bit deeper. Sometimes we got to go after God. Gideon, here's what Gideon did. Gideon turned his fear into seeking after God. And so I encourage you today to do that. Turn your fear into prayer. Turn your fear into communication with God. Gideon asked God, he said, God, I want you to reconfirm the call on my life. Gideon asked God for a sign that would confirm God's will for himself and for his army he put a fleece out before the Lord, and I'm not going to get into a lot of this. And this story has been a great debate in Christianity. Is it right to put a fleece before the Lord? Have you ever heard that saying before? This is the story where that came from, you know. Is it right to ask God? Is it right to question God? Is it right to say, God, I need a sign, okay? Know this. The Pharisees were always seeking for a sign. You know that? You know why they wanted a sign? Because they wanted Jesus to prove that he was God. Jesus, prove that you're the son of God. Prove that God sent you. And so they wanted him to do some extraordinary miracle for them. They wanted him to prove 
who he was. Gideon's request didn't come from arrogance. Gideon's request didn't come from him wanting God to prove that he was God. Gideon's request, and this is the important part of it, the, the part I want you to understand, okay? When we, when we seek God's will, when we wonder if we've heard God's voice, Gideon came from a spirit of humility, and that was the key, okay? And that's the key. When we seek God, we don't say, God, you got to prove who you are, God. I'm not going to believe it unless that plate flies across the room right now. I'm not going to believe you, God. Now, that's absurd. That's ridiculous. That is tempting and testing God. No, Gideon came with a spirit of humility. He bowed himself before the Lord. He said, Lord, I don't want to make you angry. But God, I'm just questioning what your will is for my life. He turned his fear into prayer. Many times we look at impossible circumstances and we get discouraged Many times I've looked at situations before, and I just didn't know what we were going to do. And I've sat around, and I've, I've just kind of sat around and moped about it. I've, I've sat like this before. I've just sat in my office. I've sat in my office like this, behind the desk. I hope I'm still on the internet. I hope I'm still on the screen here. <laughs> and I just thought... And wondered, and I beat my fingers against the desk. God, I don't know what to do. And then I felt the Holy Spirit dealing with me. And here's what God said. He said, Bob, I know you're worried about it. <laughs> but have you prayed about it? Have you talked to me about it? Have you consulted me about it? Have you asked me to intervene? And Michael, when I began to pray when I turn my fear into prayer and I turn my fear into seeking God, I turn my fear into humbling myself before the Lord, Katina, everything began to change. My whole disposition, my whole outlook, my whole attitude began to change. I said, hey, God is going to make a way. God is going to make a way. We don't necessarily know how, but God is going to make a way and prayer brought peace. And prayer brought direction. It brought me the breakthrough that I needed in that particular situation. And lastly, the last point, and very quickly, God will give you peace about what he's called you to do. Okay? And every one of us is called to do something. Very few people are called to be a pastor. Very few people are called to go to Africa and live as a missionary for 10, 15, 20 years. But God has called every one of us. God will give you peace about what he's called you to do. God, is, God will give you peace. So, so many people are looking for something that's so hard. They're looking for something that's so difficult. And, and so many times the answer to God's calling rests within our own talents. It rests within our own natural abilities. We're looking for this great thing to do. I, I, I've talked to people before that were great construction workers, you know. And uh, that was their gift. That was their calling. That was their talent. And that, I, You know, what would you like to do for God? Well, I'd, I'd like to go be a pastor like you are. Oh, really? You know. 
have you been preparing yourself? No, I just like that. I just think it's really cool how you're, you get to preach and talk to people. And I just like to <laughs> Listen, what God has called you to do, he is going to urge you to prepare yourself for, okay? And sometimes it's a simple thing. It's, it's a simple thing like lending our gifts and talents toward construction, okay? It's like lending our gifts and talents toward uh, uh, some something within the women's ministry or something within the children's ministry or something within reaching out to people that are, that are in hospitals or in nursing homes. A few weeks ago, we got thousands of, it wasn't thousands, but seemed like thousands of calendars. If anyone needs a calendar for 2021, let us know. We'll, we'll hook you up, you know. <laughs> Get all these calendars, you know. <laughs> How many calendars for 2021 does a person need? They said, what are we going to do with them? We gave, we gave lots of them to charity. We gave lots of them to salvation. I said, let's just start calling nursing homes, you know. The, the calendars are absolutely beautiful. So we start talking to nursing homes and giving these calendars to nursing homes, you know. They're, they're, they're people that are shut in, okay. They got no one to bless them. They got no one to help them. They got no one to encourage them. But there's some of us, and we got a, just a spirit of, of love and compassion for other people. And God could use us to go into a nursing home. To do what, Pastor Bob? To, to preach a sermon? No, I'm not saying that. To go into, just go in and sit there and talk to someone. To go sit there and encourage someone. To take someone a 2021 calendar. Okay, God can use us, and God will give us peace about our calling. Peace about it today. As we seek God's will, God, is this going to honor you? Is this going to lift up Jesus? Is this going to help someone else? God, I, I'm going to tell you right now, okay, that what God tells you to do and calls you to do is going to line up scripturally. That, that's, really the, that's really the compass. That's the plumb line. It, it is the word of God. That's the standard, okay? I can tell you right now, I went to school with a guy, and his goal in life was to open up a liquor store with a drive-up window. That was his goal in life. God is not going to tell you and call you to open up a liquor store with a drive-up window. I want to tell you that right now. It ain't going to happen, Okay? He accepted Christ as Savior, <laughs> and that was no longer his goal, okay? I, what, my point is this, that God is going to give us peace about our calling, okay? We're going to have peace about it. We're going to feel clarity. We're going to feel direction. Will we always know like what to do? No. Sometimes we're going to be like Gideon, and we're sitting around, and we're asking God, we're questioning, God, did you actually call me? Or sometimes we're going to have fear about it. We're going to turn our fear into prayer. Okay? We're going to turn our questions and our doubts into seeking after God today. God will give us peace about our calling. We won't always know for sure exactly how it's gonna, all going to come together, but there will be peace that we can know that we're, we're doing the will of God. You see, your faith in Christ will change the destiny of your family. One man, one woman full of the Holy Ghost is going to influence and impact a lot of other people. That's what happened to Gideon. 
And we can't let fear hold us back because God wants to do something. We've got a great opportunity today. And I'm not here to tell you how bad it is. I'm here to tell you how good God is. And there is a great time of revival coming, I tell you what, for for this area, for Missouri, for the United States, for the entire world. Because people are looking for something that's true. They're they're looking for a reality in Jesus Christ. They, they, They just don't know it today. But whatever God has given us to do, whatever the calling is on our life, that God will give us peace, God will give us direction about that, and God is going to use every single one of us. Hey, discipleship is a journey. And we are on a journey because God has called us for more than church membership. God has called us for more than assembling together for one or two times, three or four times a month. But God has called us to influence and impact our world for Jesus Christ. And we do that, it's very simple. We just tell people what Jesus has done for us. You say, I'm not a Bible college professor. I don't know everything about the Bible. You might even admit I've never even read all through the Bible. But let me tell you what happened in my life. Let me tell you that I was lost, but now I'm found. Let me tell you my life was a train wreck. But one day, Jesus Christ passed this way. I pulled up to a drive-up window yesterday. And while I was at the drive-up window, a couple of the the ladies that were there, the, the lady said, don't you recognize me? And I said, yeah, I said, I recognize you. And then another lady spoke up and and said, I was in the youth ministry over at Solid Rock when you were one of the pastors over there. And we began to talk about those things and talk about those times. Listen, you are instrumental. There are are people that Debbie Debbie knows and we meet them and I'll go, who in the world was that? That is one of the kids that I had back in the nursery 20 years ago. And you still recognize them? (laughs) (laughs) Debbie's got a knack. You know, we're driving along, and I'm going, hey, you remember, you remember Tom and Jane? Yeah, they had 12 kids, and she starts naming off all 12 women. <laughs> She's got a gift. She's got a talent. She's got a calling in that area, okay? And maybe you do too. I don't know. But God is going to use us. God, we're changing the destiny of our family through Jesus. We're changing the destiny by being full of the Holy Spirit and we're changing the circumstances around about us as God is using us and working in our life. Let's pray. Dear God, today we just thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you, God, for the calling, the gift that you've given unto us. And we ask you, God, to bless us, to help us, to use us. And God, I pray like Gideon, we'll turn our fear and our questions into prayer and to seeking after you with all of our heart. I pray, God, we'll humble ourselves unto you, God, and we'll find that place that we can be used of you. But, God, in the process, there's, there's a growing process. There's a discipleship process. There's a learning process where we're learning to be like you. We're growing in Christ. We're growing in our knowledge of your word. We're growing in our faith. We're growing in our daily communion with you. But praise We just pray these things right now, God. Bless us and use us and help us, I pray. Right now, there might be someone in in this building today that needs encouragement. There's someone watching online today that needs a special touch. 
Bless them, touch them, encourage them, I pray today. Help them, lift them. Make yourself real and true to God, to people that are looking and searching today for peace in their life. Bless them through Jesus Christ. Help them as they make you their Savior. And we thank you for these things in Christ's name. Amen. God bless you this morning. We love you guys.